All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. For this segment, we're joined by Song Yujin. Good morning, Yujin. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. As always, we're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for you, starting with our COVID-19 coverage. This is our first pick of the day. Walk-in vaccines. That's different. Uh, since South Korea first started its vaccination scheme in the month of February this year, the public had to make reservations prior to receive the shots. At one point, it was pretty competitive. However, starting from October, there will be changes. It will be more accessible, right? Yes. Yeah, so right now, reservation for those unvaccinated has ended yesterday. Mm. Now, although numbers haven't been officially announced by the South Korean government, it is estimated that some 5 million people have not registered to get COVID-19 vaccine shots. Mm. So now in order for the government and Korea to boost the inoculation rate, South Korea will now allow walk-in vaccines. Now starting from October 18th, those eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine can get their shots without reservation at nearby medical institutions. Mm, So without making those online reservations, you can just walk in anywhere. Right. And to meet the country's target vaccination rate of 80% for the phased return to normal life, Mm. about 10 million people more need to get their second shots of the vaccine. Mm. Now, South Korea is expected to meet this rate at mid-October at the fastest. Now, the vaccine pass, which exempts those vaccinated from strict virus curves, is expected to take effect starting from early November. And the vaccinated public will need to present a vaccine certification to enjoy incentives mm. such as the relieved number of the people that are allowed to meet privately. And sit at one table and have dinner together, for example. Right, right. Mm. And the government warned that forging or stealing such certificates may result in penalty fees or at the worst, even to imprisonment. Mm. Now, while Seoul is carefully analyzing the foreign cases in preparation of the with COVID-19 scheme, the common international national goal that is shared by the international community is focused at downsizing the number of those unvaccinated. Which would mean that all these stocks would and the supply needs to be in check. And so far, it seems so good. Moving on to economic news. This is our second keyword of the day. Policy mix. Amid prolonged pandemic, South Korea is facing growing internal and external economic threats. Uh, This was discussed during a meeting between uh, finance, monetary and fiscal leaders yesterday. So can you walk us through this issue, Eugene? Yes. So to first explain to our listeners what policy mix means, Mm. it refers to South Korea harnessing all possible microeconomic, fiscal and financial policies. Mm. And this decision to mix such policies was agreed by Seoul's finance minister, top central banker, and other financial regulators aiming at swiftly recovering the Korean economy and to also ease financial imbalances. Mm. Now, the meeting's focus, yesterday's meeting focus, was basically mainly on how to curb escalating household debts with specific plans to set to be laid out in October. And the reason why household debts are so important because they are serving as the main internal threat to the South Korean economy. Mm. And to talk about the main causes behind the snowballing household debts, the government and the BOK, Bank of Korea, has been financially supporting the economy and the South Korean public, and they have also lowered the benchmark interest rates in order to counteract the pandemic. Mm. Now, as a result, the increase of 
of household debt has been topping over 9%, which greatly exceeds South Korea's original initial goal of capping the increase to 5 to 6%. Mm, so how will we go about tackling such financial imbalances? I'm sure they have a plan of action. Yes, to talk about the plan of action to tackle such financial imbalance, the BOK is actually planning an additional interest rate hike this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also to talk about the Financial Services Commission, it is also discussing to implement stricter lending calculations for mortgage loans, which is also called debt service ratio or DSR earlier than expected. Mm. Now, while the financial sector is trying to solve the threats through using such monetary policies, the South Korean government will go on with its expansionary fiscal policy of supporting the vulnerable to help fasten the fast recovery of the South Korean economy. Mm. And meanwhile, Seoul will also keep an eye on growing external threats, international threats as well, such as the U.S. Fed's tapering and the Evergrande's debt crisis, which we just talked about yesterday. Mm. And um, to finalize, financial leaders have also agreed to hold both consistent official and unofficial meetings to share their deep insights and to also coordinate necessary fiscal economic policies. Uh, We're going to have to continue to stay on the topic of COVID-19 relief because it's always been a delicate balance between uh, prioritizing the health crisis and, of course, alleviating, well, the economic pressures, right? This is our third keyword of the day. COVID-19 cashback. So the government previously announced its plan to provide a type of COVID-19 relief compensation to those who increase their use of credit or debit cards. Uh, The application starts today. Brief us more about this policy and who's eligible. Yes, to talk about this policy, today actually marks the very start of this relief fund aiming at boosting consumption amid the protracted COVID-19 pandemic. And to explain more, those who are born in the years which end in the numbers one to six are able to apply for this card cashback program today. And to explain more about the service of this policy, Mm -hmm. consumers will receive a 10% cashback on their extra expenses if they use at least 3% more than their average card use in the second quarter of this year. So if you spend more, you get cashback. Yes, that's right. And the extra money will be given in credit card points Mm. and will be distributed on the 15th of the following month. Mm. And this program is not permanent. It will run temporarily for two months, starting from October to the end of November. Mm. And individuals can receive up to 100,000 won or $85 per month. Mm. And to talk about those who are eligible, anyone over 19 years old who has used a credit or debit card at least once is eligible to apply for this program. Mm -hmm. And not only Koreans, but also registered foreigners can also sign up for this program. All right. Yes, however, purchases made in big supermarket chains, major department stores, outlets, high-end brands, and overseas stores will not be counted in terms of purchase. Because the focus is about alleviating local businesses and ensuring that we spend the money where it's needed, not perhaps uh, supermarket chains or these major uh, department stores that probably don't need that alleviation. Right, right. Mm. And people can sign up by calling or visiting the website 
websites of one of the nine card companies of their choice. And for the very first week of October, sign-up dates will be assigned based on the last digit of one's birth year. Mm. And to talk more about the cashback, cashback added back to bank accounts of the people can be used without limits in usage. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to our fourth keyword of the morning. Working amid the pandemic. All right. So for the final COVID-19-related keyword of the day, uh, business entities are the ones that have fallen victim, of course, the most by COVID-19. The strict virus prevention measures have made it even harder for them to survive, literally having difficulty making ends meet. Tell us more. Yes. Yeah, so the growth of those working in businesses has hit a five-month low amid the fourth COVID-19 pandemic wave. And research done by the Ministry of Employment and Labor, which was reported yesterday show that the number of workers hired in businesses as of the end of last month, which is August, mm. increased by 1.2%, with the number standing at 18.85 million. And although this number may not seem very small, this is by far the smallest monthly rise since that of last year's March. Mm. And especially those working at hotels and restaurants dropped the most by 35,000 due to the tightened virus curbs and social distancing measures. Mm. And also, workers of the travel and facility maintenance business also fell by 12,000. Not to mention government and public administration sectors who witnessed a 85,000 decline in personnel, and this is possibly due to the large public job hiring which happened in last August. Mm -hmm. However, those employed in the country's pillar, which is the manufacturing industry, actually rose by 20 2000 as it maintained a four consecutive month surge. Mm. So this is kind of drawing a more rosier picture to the country. Now also public health and welfare, technology and telecommunications workers also rose significantly in terms of number of the workers. And the government is speculating that the vast decrease of public administration workers is possibly a sign that the center of employment recovery is now shifting to South Korea's private enterprises from the public sector. And the thing is, we talked about this uh, shift to with Corona scheme and perhaps with that change, um, well, employment figures could also be subject to change. That's the hope anyhow. On to our fifth keyword of the day. South Korea-U.S. nuclear talks. As we briefly mentioned yesterday, the top nuclear envoys of South Korea and U.S. held a bilateral meeting in Indonesia. So can you brief us on what, uh, what kind of conversations took place at this meeting? Yes, well, South Korea's top nuclear envoy and his U.S. counterpart, Song Kim, reaffirmed joint efforts on the early reoperation of the Korean peace process. Mm. And this was specifically announced during a joint press conference, which was held on Thursday after the two met for slightly over an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, to talk about Song Kim, who is currently serving as the U.S. Special Representative for North Korea, he made it very clear once again during the press conference that the U.S. does not hold hostile intentions towards Pyongyang. Mm-hmm. And he also reiterated that the U.S. is always open to dialogue with the North anytime, any place, without preconditions. Mm-hmm. Now, Kim also expressed great regret towards the North 
month's recent firing of ballistic missiles, as he's clearly stated that this was a violation of several UN Security Council resolutions and also poses a threat not only to neighboring countries of North Korea, but also to the international community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, and Seoul and Washington further addressed possible humanitarian aid to the vulnerable in North Korea. Mm. And regarding President Moon's recent suggestion of an official end of war declaration, the two decided to continue to hold close discussions on this matter. And meanwhile, Do Kyudok, who is the top nuclear envoy of South Korea, he told the press that both sides acknowledge the desperate need of dialogue and diplomacy to reach denuclearization and permanent peace on the Korean Peninsula. And before holding two-way talks, No and Kim also held a trilateral video conference with their Japanese counterpart as well. Mm. Now, meanwhile, Thursday's emergency UN Security Council meeting on North Korea has has been postponed to Friday, which is today, after China and Russia asked for some time to analyze the situation going on on the Korean Peninsula. All right. It seems like we still have to hold our horses on making all the analysis, but we do understand that North Korea extended a sort of an olive branch to South Korea in reinstoring that mm-hmm. immediate hotline. Right. On to our last keyword of the day. Energy crunch in Europe. So we're going to wrap up with some international news. Uh, Following the power outage in China, several European countries are also struggling with similar issues and a hike in prices to provide us with more details. Yes, well, about 7 million households in Europe had already been grappling with energy disconnection before the start of the pandemic. But COVID-19 has actually made situations worse. And this is due to many people spending more time at their homes, leading to more energy consumption in households. Now, gas and power price spikes may push even more households to the brink of energy disconnection because basically the households cannot afford to pay their high energy. Energy bills. Now, to give an example, Dutch natural gas for the next month rose 14.7% to 99.31 euros a megawatt hour, while the UK contract rose up to 19%. Mm. And also to talk about German and French power for next year, they hit record highs on Thursday. Mm. Now, with Europe scrambling for gas, coal, and even water for hydrogen energy, it may double the risk of general poverty in Europe, which is already faced by some 20 to 30 percent of its entire population. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, observers are also worried of a possible civil political unrest if such energy deficiency persists in memory of protests that happened across Bulgaria in 2013, which ultimately brought down their local government. Mm. Now, in order to overcome this crisis, France has announced a $116 worth one-off payment to $6 million households, Mm. not to mention Italy, as its government has decided to subsidize up to 5.5 million of its most vulnerable citizens Mm. with a budget of $3.5 billion. Mm. So we'll have to see whether such tools utilized by the EU countries will effectively tackle the energy crisis that is being faced by Europe. Thank you so much, Yujin, for today's coverage. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's also been my pleasure as well. (laughs) We'll see you around. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.